Hello, everybody. There are so many ways I could take today's podcast, so many discussions that could be had. This week has been full of so much hate and angry and fear and pain and riots and looting and injustice and so many things. I actually kind of had a pretty big expectation on myself of you're going to have to address this. You need to talk about this. And I don't really know where to start. This is a really big issue. So I'm deciding to not really start there today, but sort of, but sort of. I would really just like to dig into some scripture with you today. So if you are sitting near your Bible, or if you have your phone, or you can pull up the app, I would love for you to join me in the book of Galatians, reading from chapter 5. I would start at verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law, the whole thing, the whole law is fulfilled in one word, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Think about this. The good news of Jesus, the gospel, is a call to freedom. Let that sit and kind of be just still for a second. The gospel and the work of Jesus is a call to freedom. The activity that we perform in freedom, what's being kind of commanded here, not as optional, is love. To love as yourself, to love others, to serve through love, to care about others as much as we care about ourselves. If that sounds hard to you, to feel just as concerned for other people's needs, your needs, as I do about my own, feels like completely outside of my power. So if that is the Christian life, that it is indeed hard to live out, that it feels hopeless, how could I possibly do that? There's something that we're missing. And we could use a little bit of encouragement. If this whole thing looks hard, if loving others Truly, the way that we would love ourselves seems hopeless, difficult, hard, and you're discouraged. The good news is there's encouragement just a couple verses down. Verses 16 to 18. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The secret here to being able to love out of this freedom, to love the way that we are called to in serving one another and caring about one another, the secret to it is to walk by the Spirit. If all of it looks hard, just a reminder, we're not supposed to do it alone. We're supposed to do it with the Spirit. We must live by the Spirit of God. Talks about in this freedom we love. It's a command, and it's not just another legalistic burden that is laid on our back, like, hey, this is another thing you're supposed to do as a Christian. Do this, do this, do this. Love is what happens when we walk by the Spirit. It is an outflow of the working of the Spirit when we walk by the Spirit. I want to read you a quote from Pastor John Piper on this topic. P. 
People who try to love without relying on God's spirit always wind up trying to fill their own emptiness rather than sharing their fullness. As so, love ceases to be love. I think I'm going to read that again for you because I think we need to really think about this. People who try to love without relying on God's spirit always wind up trying to fill their own emptiness rather than sharing their fullness. And so love ceases to be love. You guys, love isn't easy for us, but the good news is that it isn't primarily our work, but this is God's work. That is why we need to walk by the Spirit. But what is that? Like, what does it mean? What does it look like? What is walking by the Spirit? So there are actually two pictures of it in chapter 5, verses 16 and 18. So I want to look at verse 18 first. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Okay, so the key word here is, if you are being led, what is being emphasized here is the work of the Spirit. It's the Spirit's work. It's not ours. He's leading if we are led. That's not just us following. So picture a car race, (laughs) Daytona 500, pace car, NASCAR. Does NASCAR have a pace car? I actually don't know which races have the pace car. Maybe they all do. But picture the pace car, picture it out of head, it's driving, and you are following it by your own power, by your own strength, you're driving along, and you're behind it. That is us in our own work. We're following. But we want to focus on the work of the Spirit. To walk by the Spirit means that we are going to stay hooked up to this divine source of power, and we're going to go where he leads. So picture a train, picture a locomotive. I mean, there is the power of that engine of the train, and that leads us. That is where we go. It is the work of the Spirit. It is His power that leads us. So if we also want to look at verse 22, we see that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. I think you guys know this verse, and I definitely want to come back to this in a little bit. But if our Christian walk is to be of love, joy, peace, then walk by the Spirit must mean to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And just to re-encourage you here, this emphasizes that it's the Spirit's work here. It's not ours. What's cool about this is that he bears the fruit. We see this in John 15 when we are hearing about the vine and the branches. The branch can't bear fruit apart from the vine. The branch must abide in the vine to bear much fruit. So that just shows that the work, the fruiting It comes from the vine to the branch. The branch can't just be alone doing its own thing and expect to be able to bear fruit. We have to stay securely united to the living Christ. Don't cut yourself off from the flow of the Spirit. Don't just be a branch or a car following a pace car. Let's abide in the vine. Let's be led like that train. Be one of those train cars that is led by the power of the Spirit. Because it is the work of the Spirit that is so necessary here. This is a command. I mean, it's a command for us to do something, to walk in the Spirit. Our wills are deeply involved. So this is the working of the Spirit in us, right? It's Him bearing fruit. It's Him leading us. But our wills here are involved. We do have a part in this. We must want to be coupled to the train. We must want to abide in the vine. There has to be a desire 
for that in our life. So what is it to walk in the Spirit? It's to be led by Him in His power. It is to acknowledge that it is His work in us that it does the fruiting, and we need to be in the Spirit. We need to want to be there. But why? Why? What's so important about it? Verse 16 says, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So when we walk in the Spirit, this is a promise here, that the desires of our flesh are overcome. This is why we want to walk in the Spirit. Okay, real quick though, what is the flesh? So you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Think ego. I mean, there is, there's a place in Galatians here where Paul is describing flesh in chapters two as our physical body. I mean, we do live this life in flesh and physical bodies, but what we're talking about here, which we even see in verse 24, that those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So we're not talking about our physical self right now. We're talking about flesh and think about it in terms of ego in the, in the eye, in the expression of me. So we're crucifying this flesh. It's an emptiness that uses its own resources and its own power to fill it. I mean, that's kind of the flesh, the ego that we're talking about here. Like, we're going to make our own self feel better. We're going to fill ourselves by our own power with our own resources. Uh, We're going to feel good about it. We're going to replace some of this emptiness with bits of the world. Like, what does that look like? I think one of the basic marks of flesh is unsubmissiveness. <laughs> you don't want to submit to God's authority or rely on his mercy. Have you heard your kids say, I do it myself? <laughs> it's kind of along those lines of our flesh when our flesh is what's at work in us before we become believers. It's, I do it myself. I've got all the tools around me to fill this emptiness. And I'm sure many out there listening know how exhausting that is. You're like, yep, been there, done that, tried that. That is not freedom. The gospel brings freedom, and the work of that freedom is love. Verse 16, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You will not yourself gratify that ego, right? So verse 17, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. There is a war in us. There is a struggle within us. We know from verse 24 later on that the flesh is crucified. I believe that's the decisive battle that has already been fought and it has been won by the spirit in us. But there is sometimes still a battle with in us. We're like, oh, am I still a Christian if I still struggle with this or have this problem? Don't worry. Take heart. It's okay if there's a war within us. It's not all that bad. What's worse, I think, if there were no war at all, if we're not feeling any sort of friction. So praise God that we still have a war. It is the proof of the Spirit doing battle on our behalf, in this war within us. The Spirit has come to do battle with this flesh. So if it feels like a battlefield at times, you know what, don't worry. Take heart. 
But I don't think the point of this passage of this verse 17, 16 and 17, is about war necessarily. But it's about victory. It's about victory over the flesh, that the Spirit has won. We must walk by the Spirit because the flesh is conquered by doing so. As believers, when we walk in the Spirit, the flesh is conquered. Verse 18 is another reason, like, why? Why is it so important to walk by the Spirit? It says, if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. We're not under the law. Okay, do we still do the law? Do we still fulfill the law? I mean, we do. Galatians 5, 13 and 14 says, For you are called to freedom, brothers, not only to use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, there is still fulfillment of the law being done in our love. We're not under the law. We see that in Romans 8, 3 and 4. God condemned sin in the flesh in order that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So we fulfill the law by being led by the spirit. That we aren't under the punishment or the oppression of the law anymore. What the law requires, the spirit produces in us. That's love. We see the fruits of the spirit, that bearing fruit, down in verse 22. The first one and the all-encompassing one is love. Verse 14 says that the law says that love fulfills the whole law. We need to practice at walking in the spirit. Why? Because it conquers our flesh. So verse 16 tells us we walk in the spirit because you get victory over the flesh when you do. You nip temptation in the bud. You you fill that ego, not of yourself and of the world, but the spirit does that. Verse 18 says that we walk in the spirit because then you are free from the oppression and punishment of the law because the fruit of the spirit produces the fruit that fulfills the law. The spirit is the fullness in us that overflows in love. Therefore, it conquers the emptiness that drives the flesh and it spills out in acts of love. So how? Okay, so what is it to walk in the spirit? It's to be, it's to be led. It's to bear fruit. Why? Because it puts our flesh to death and because now we're out from underneath the oppression of the law in love. But now how, right? That's like the million dollar question. Well, how do we walk in the spirit? I would love for you to read the book of Galatians because it's going to touch on this many, many times throughout the book. And we see it in chapter 3, verse 5, 323, 5, 5, 522. But it's all about faith. It is about our genuine faith. Genuine faith always produces love. And that pushes out guilt. It pushes out fear. It pushes out greed. Our faith needs to be us resting in his promises. It needs to be our heart happy in God and who he is. When we walk in the spirit, we stop trying to fill the emptiness of our lives with pieces of this world. It puts our souls at rest in God. We meditate on his promises and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. We do all of this through faith. I don't have time to walk through all of the different aspects and what it looks like to have faith, but I would say let's rest in his promises. Let's make sure we know what those are. The promise that I want to rest in today is that the fruit of the Spirit, this life of faith, of walking in the Spirit to put to death flesh, to be a believer, we know that we have the Spirit 
spirit working in us, the spirit producing the fruit, that we can simply be led by him and not have to do and feel like the work is all ours, that we are not alone in this, that we are just the vessel of him and of his freedom, and that the natural outflow of this freedom, of walking in the spirit, is that of love. And I think that is an important message that we really could use some meditation on. Am I showing that fruit of love? The whole kind of motivation and message and idea and passion behind let's be real, kind of as the theme of this whole podcast, is that we need to get real with ourselves. We need to evaluate ourselves. We need to be able to ask ourselves the tough questions. We need to be humble enough to answer them. This is a good time, I think, to evaluate our fruits. The fulfillment of the law through the working of the Spirit in us Are we allowing him to work? Are we willfully being connected to the spirit? Are we wanting to abide in the vine? Are we meditating on his promises? Are we living in faith? I want us to end. I just want to read to you Romans 12. As you meditate on love this week and what that looks like, as I definitely meditate on love this week and what that fruit looks like in my life. Am I going it alone? Am I doing it myself? Or am I remaining connected to the vine? Am I being led by the Spirit? Do I daily walk in the Spirit so that the fruits that the world sees, that the Spirit is able to bear and put out to the world through me, are they love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control? And maybe we'll talk about all of those things in the future, each one individually. But today, I wanted to read to you as we close from Romans 12, verses 9 to the end. So as you go through this week, I pray that you meditate on walking in the spirit and ask yourself, how am I doing? Am I doing it? Or am I trying to go this alone? As a believer, am I allowing myself, do I desire to be led by the spirit? Or am I doing what I want? Is the spirit producing fruit in me? Or am I not really abiding as a branch? Does the world see love? Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, Give him something to drink, for by doing so you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.